<laughs> okay, Boga Tov. Um, all right, so today's stop is Daf Yud, and uh, we pick up at the bottom of Karamudzeh, um, the two dots, four lines from the bottom, Tanu Rabbanan. So we are um, up to the issue here about Rosh Hashanah, about uh, the first of Tishrei being the Rosh Hashanah for planting, for Nitiyah, which means as opposed to what we said and what we'll go back to, which is that the first of Tishrei was Rosh Hashanah for other agricultural issues like Shemitah and Yoga, which basically means that the new year within the Shemitah cycle, um, where the beginning of the Yoga year begins on Rosh Hashanah in terms of the calendar year and how you identify what calendar year it is. This has to do more with accounting of age, in a way maybe think of it similar to the issue of the kings, where it's nowhere, it's for a particular planting that you do, you planted a new tree, how many years old is the tree? So not like, is it the third year of the cycle of the, of the Shemitah or the seventh year of the cycle or the Yoga cycle, which is like for everybody, what year is it? But it's for the particular thing that I did, when, when do we sort of increment this age? So you plant a new tree and you have to wait for it to be after it's only for the first three years of its planting is it, Arla and only then, then you don't eat the fruit right away anyway, then it's revived fourth year fruit which you redeem and you eat and you use the money in Yerushalayim where you bring the fruit and you eat it in Yerushalayim and in the fifth year you can eat it straight without any restrictions. So you would have, I guess, naturally thought it means three years from, uh, you know, from this uh, birthday, you know, or like uh, from day to day, you know, from the set day of the year to the same day of the next year. But the mission teaches that no, that on Tishrei, that's when it becomes, enters into its second year. So you could have planted it a month, we'll see, maybe, maybe even less, but let's say a month before Tishrei, and then you could have planted it on Rosh Chodesh Elul, and then comes Tishrei and it's already its second year. Okay, so it'll be done with its three years after two years and a month, not even after three can years. You, can you sell the fruit from the first year? What? Can you sell them? No, Arla is even forbidden, forbidden in benefit. You can't do anything with it. Now, normally, most trees don't produce fruit in their first three right. years. But the bigger challenge is, is that when it's not a new planting, but when it's um, like a, uh, a grass plant. Right, so we'll talk about that. So let's take a look at the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanana, Rabbi Tzar. Echad Hanotea, and this is what we start with. Whether you plant, the Echad HaMavrich, or whether you um, do Mavrich, um, which is basically you take a... Where are my markers? Do I not have any markers? Okay, we don't have any markers. All right, so what Mavrich is when you basically take a... Uh, you take a branch and you <coughs> bend it underground and it comes out... Oh, there's a good picture in time. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. It's an illustration, I would call not a picture, but okay. <laughs> you, take a, you take a plant and you sort of bend it underground and then it starts and then you help it come up straight here, you support it up, and then it sort of comes out of another tree. What's okay. the purpose of that? Um, it, it creates another tree. Like, yeah. how you do that rather than cutting it and replanting it, because it's still getting the nutrients from the old tree, it's like, it's, I, I'm, I'm sure they know what they're talking, you know, they're talking about. Yeah. It's all okay. over Paya. Right. Mavriel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The other or whether you do Martiv, that's grafting. Okay, so these are all ways in which it's considered a new planting. Erev Shri'i Shloshim Yom Mishnei Rosh Hashanah. So if you did this 30 days before Shemitah begins, before Rosh Hashanah and Shemitah, so basically like Rosh Chodesh Elul or earlier, um, or no, before Rosh Chodesh Elul, excuse me, then, right, or earlier, then Alsalo Shanah, then it counts as a year, meaning for all the purposes, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, since it was planted 30 days before, it's now considered to be in its year two from the Orla crown thing. And you can allow it to continue to grow on Shvi'it. If it is on Rosh Chodesh Elul or later, because Elul has 29 days, then it does not count as a year. So come Rosh Hashanah, it is still year one of it being the tree, thank you, not year two. And you cannot keep it in Shemitah. Now, what is this idea of 30 days? We will see in a minute. Um, there is actually a difference between the 30 days, and the Gemara is going to sort of conflate them, or uh, yeah, I say grasp them. <laughs> anyway, um, there is actually a slight difference. The idea before Rosh Hashanah is, uh, of Shemitah um, is that, um, well, for now, we'll modify it in a minute, but is, for now, let's assume it's this idea of Tosefet. 
Right? We learned before that you have to be most on Shemitah. You have to start the prohibitions before. We're going to find out that if you planted a tree on Shemitah, let's say on Shemitah itself, you'd have to pull it out of the ground. You couldn't let it stay. So if you plant a, gra- a tree before Shemitah during the Tosefet period, you also would have to uproot it. So one thing this is teaching, and we're going to modify it in a little bit, but for now let's assume this is what it's saying, is that the Tosefet period begins 30 days before. Okay, that's for Allah of Tosefet period. <laughs> what it's also telling you is, for the Arla period, 30 days, you need 30 days to have all, you know, of the previous year, so when comes Rosh Hashanah, you can say now it's in year two. Anything less than that is it barely got started, so you can't already consider it to be year two. You might remember that by the king, even if the king was elected a day before Rosh Chodesh, you know, Nisan, or presumably Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, would come Rosh Chodesh of Nisan or Tishrei, depending on Jewish or non-Jewish, and then it would be year two. He always said you need 30 days so that when it hits Rosh Hashanah it's counted as year two. That presumably is not related to the Shemitah issue, which is a question of how much you need for Tosefet. I mean, probably there's some relationship, but it's not the exact same ruling. Okay, so let's take a look at what the Gemara does with this. By the way, I should say something about this Markiv, um, where Tosus has a discussion that in other sources it says that har- when you do Markiv, when you do this bending and regrowing, it's not considered a new planting, and you do not apply Arla. And he says, if you look at the four lines before the lines get wide in Tosfos, he says, Yesh Lomar, the Hasan Keshelo Nisaka Me Aviha, Ubi Ilan Zachain, the Hasan Keshelo Nisaka Me Aviha. So he says that if you actually never cut it from the original tree, and even though it's growing out of a new place in the ground, it really is still physically an extension of the first tree, it's then, a then it's a branch. It's a branch growing in a very bizarre way, and then it is not a new planting. Wow. And if you add, so when we're talking about being, like, <coughs> being a new planting, it's when you do all of this, and at some point you actually you cut, it. Cut, cut it and serve as a connection. Okay, so now let's take a look at the Gemara. Rabbi, this yes. is, I'm sorry, I don't understand the language of Russell and Haiman If you plant something on Shemitah, it would have to be uprooted. Uprooted. So, so, you cannot leave it the way it is. You'd have to uproot it. Within 30 days, it's as if you plant it on Shemitah. Now, again, we'll modify that in a minute, but that's, yes, the assumption now. Okay. Okay, and on top of Yeram and here's a very funny halacha, and I have to tell you that I just got a trial about this literally like two, three weeks ago, because our law is applied not only in Eretz Yisrael, but even in Chutzpah. Um, so Orla and Kilayim, although they're both agricultural, apply also, apply also in Chutzpah. interesting about the aspect of Netaravai. You might have Orla applying in Chutzpah, but not Netaravai. Anyways, these can actually be halacha lemasa. Um, so let's take a look, especially now with people doing Jewish farming and so on. So you would think, okay, if it's Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, now in year two. But there's, you, you sort of pay back for it a little bit at the back end, because Upeyot and Tiazo, Asurim, the fruits of this planting are forbidden, at Tu Bishvat. Until Tu Bishvat again, it's something like Beit Hillel. In Arla, Arla, in Leravai, Leravai. If it's for the third year, then the third year of Arla applies to Tu Bishvat, and if it's Net Revai, that applies to the point here. This is really a bad time not to have the markers. Um, let me go see. I said I was thinking the same thing. I, I, I normally I would have them in my backpack, but I'm not going to work. Hmm. Oh, normally I would have them in my backpack, but I'm not going to work. Whatever you think about Sunday. All right. Anyway, so here you have is it's year one. I know we're supposed to do it right to left. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, we'll do it left to right. Okay. So year one. Okay. And here is Rosh Hashanah. Okay. So whatever you planted it here, that will whatever you planted the tree here. Da 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 da. Comes Rosh Hashanah. You're in year two. Okay. There's a whole other year. Rosh Hashanah. Now you're in year three. Okay. Uh-huh. Here's Rosh Hashanah. So you would think now, right? This is year two. Now you're in year three. You would think you go here. Now you're in the clear, right? Mm-hmm. But no, because the halacha is that see, Tu Bishvat is Rosh Hashanah for trees. At this stage, before it's three years, it's called Nitiyah. Nevertheless, it is that Rosh Hashanah, that Tisha is Rosh Hashanah Linitiyah. But once it's three years old, it's an Ilan. And an Ilan, the Rosh Hashanah for it is Tu Bishvat. 
So, <laughs> praise Allah here. At some, at some level, it's already in Ilan, but it's not yet, it's, it's Rosh Hashanah. It's like caught in between those two. Because it's not yet, if, if, if it's not, if Rosh Hashanah, why is it in Ilan? But anyway, somehow after three years, it's no longer in Etiyah, but because of Ilan, it's not yet it's Rosh Hashanah until Tu Bishra. So here is Tu Bishra. And even though you don't have the next Rosh Hashanah until here, whatever, so at this stage now, is it considered to be year four? Because you hit this Tu Bishvat in the middle. Okay, so it actually, you would have thought this was year four, but no. Because it becomes a Tilat, it's not year four until then. And therefore, it is not year five until, although here's the next Rosh Hashanah, right? It's not year five until it gets into... Mm-hmm. Right until it gets into here. It's all mixing and matching, though, it's right? Five, yes. If you're for three years, you could say you need another three years once it becomes an Iran, but no. Yeah, well, no, 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 that you don't. Or there's only three years, okay? So therefore, so it says that that if it's, if it, for, so the third year extends to Tu Bishvat, extends more than a year, it's basically a year and a three tenths or a third or whatever, and the fourth year extends till till the next, you know, I'm sorry, so this becomes now the fourth, this yeah. third year, right, it's after, this is after till this should be shot, and only here is it totally new car. Okay, so by the way, I, I don't know if this is going to confuse you, but, maybe you're already confused, but, um, but, if you actually would not have said any of this, Right, if you would have actually have said that the Rosh Hashanah for whether for an Etiyah or whether for a tree is to Bishvat, I think you would have been better off. Right? Because if this would have been right, if, if basically if we would have just gone by two Bishvat, right? If we would have just gone by two Bishvat, so that if it were this scenario it would be the same, right? This would be year one, then year two, then year three, and now year four. You'd be fine, right? It'd be the exact same halacha. It doesn't become mutter until this two be shot. But you'd even be better off. Because what would be the case if you planted it right here? If you planted it, yeah. if you shot, in this scenario, right, yeah. even when you pass this line, you're still in year one, yeah. right? But if you were Tubishvat with the Rosh Hashanah, you'd already be in year two. So actually having it like this, you know, is worse than having it just be to Bishvat. So this is the halacha that you start counting the years when you hit Rosh Hashanah, but it doesn't, but the, at the back end, it needs to actually be a year and a third. It needs to get to to Bishvat in order to enter into the next year. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Presumably, right, Ba'aretz, if you're planting already sometime like well into the rainy season, yeah. then that's sort of, it's not really a full year. If you're planting before Rosh Hashanah, right. then you're definitely getting essentially a full year, or a full, right. year, full rainy season. Right. So presumably that probably Yeah, but the trick is that you're getting this full way. year, but you get to count this one month as a full year. That's right. the trick, right? No, no, no. So if, if you planted in um, uh, Tevate, yeah. Right, and you're not getting a full rainy season. Right. This way, make sure that you're going to get that full right. rainy season. Right, so you're saying, so you're saying you're right. You yes. just, you, uh, you're saying you're right. You do have to spend more time here. Right. And, and the guarantee that it's a full rainy season a full year. Right, so you're saying is the whole trick that a month counts is really because it winds up being more than a month on Tubishvat, and in a way right. it makes a certain sense. You're right. So you could have said you could go by Tubishvat, but it has to be five months before, but we're saying a month before. It's an interesting way of thinking of it, okay? So that's what it says, okay? Vasurna Tubishvat in Orla Orla. The Orla applies not to Rosh Hashanah, but the year three goes till the Tubishvat, till another third of a year. And in the Revai, Revai, and then the Revai goes to the next Tubishvat, okay? Ninon Emili, where do we know this from? The Amar Rebbe Chiba Avram Yochanan, who must have been Shmei to Rebbe Chiyanai, Amar Kra. So Chiba Yochanan says, in some sort of leaning, inclined to say that this is coming from the name of Rebbe Yochanan, it's based on the verse. Uba Shana Harivit, Uba Shana Hashchamishit. It says, Shaloshani Yelachem Harilim Lo Yeachel. Three years, it is off limits. Uba Shana Harivit. So it's reading Shaloshanim, right? Shaloshanim Yelachem Harilim. Arelim, it's off limits for three years. Ubashanaharvit. <laughs> okay, it doesn't say Bashanahavi. It's off limits for three years and into the fourth year. Right? You see how it's reading it? But mm-hmm. it's off limits it includes the fourth year. So it's not just off limits for year three, it's even off limits into the beginning of the fourth year, this period of 
till two weeks from remains our elim. And similarly, right? So the fourth year has a status of Yetzer Ravai, so this status of Yetzer Ravai applies not only in the fourth year, but and into the fifth year. So the Vav means the previous status of Oral applies into the fourth year, and the previous status of Yetzer Ravai applies into the fifth year. So here you're already in the fourth year, right? So you pass Rosh Hashanah, but it's still Orla. And here you're already into the fifth year, but you pass, but, but because you pass Rosh Hashanah, but you have an two Mishvat, so it still is Netzer Ravai, the extra Vav. Sometimes it's in year four, after Rosh Hashanah, between, before two Mishvat, and it still has an Orla status. Sometimes it's in the fifth year, it's after Rosh Hashanah, but it's not yet two Mishvat, and it still is Ravai. Now again, so we learned from an earlier pasuk that Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for the for the three years because we learned out of Zeir Shava, Bashanah, whatever. That's called the Tishrei. This tells us that the back end, year four and five, for them to be, you know, that's they start later, and we don't know exactly when later. But since we have this other tradition, which we'll get to, that for trees it goes by two Bishvat. Therefore, we say that's at the back end, the beginning Rosh Hashanah. The back end it goes by two Bishvat. Yeah, I just figured it out. What did you just figure out? You need a question? question. All, right. Yeah. All right. So the Gemara says like this. Now let's say this idea of 30 days. Now we're going to focus on the 30 days at the front end. What's that idea of being 30 days beforehand? Before it's it's Yeah, but we're not going to start with Shviyas. We'll get to Shviyas in a minute. We're, we're focusing on Arla now. That it only gets to count as a year if it started a month uh, before. If it was starting within a month before Rosh Hashanah, then it's not enough to increment it to count it as a year. What's that going on? Lema the low to Rebbe Meir. Let's say that's not like Rebbe Meir. To E Rebbe Meir, Ha'ama, Rebbe Meir says, Yom Echad Shana. Even one day would have counted as a year. We already, like I said, saw that by kings. So he would say that here too. Okay, now we're not going to quote an example by Irma, but something a little bit more halachic than the king idea. Something that we'll think is, relevant, is, is, is parallel to Arla. The time we talk about the par, Amur Torah. The Torah speaks about different types of animals for Korbanot. It speaks about Egel, right? Egel ben Bakar lechatat, right? It speaks about an Egel. It speaks about a ben Bakar. Actually, those are different. It's just some sense as Egel. Egel b'chavet b'nei shana is actually a pasuk. Explicitly says an Egel is a year old. Then sometimes it says ben Bakar. Egel ben Bakar. So the fact that it said ben Bakar and connected it with the idea of Bakar means an older animal. And the third is when it actually says par, whether it's par or par ben Bakar. So those are the three caps, the three cases, right? You've got ego by itself. You have ego ben bakar, which is the phrase that's going to be key, and then you have par, whether or not it comes with the ben bakar. Sometimes it's par ben bakar. So ego, we're going to say, is one year is within its first year. Whenever it says ben, when it says ben bakar or ego or ego ben bakar, it's two years. And whenever it says par, it's going to be a three year old. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, into its third year. 24 months 20, and, and, and one day. That's what Rabbi Meir says. Entering into its third year. Rabbi Eliezer Omer No, it has to be 30 days into its third year. One day is not enough to say that it's already a three-year-old. Shahaya Rabbi Meir Omer because Rabbi Meir used to say Whenever it says Ego by, by, by itself without Ben Bakar, Ben Shana. If it says Ben Bakar, either Ben Bakar by itself or Ego Ben Bakar, Ben Shtai, three years old. Par, if it says Par, then Shalosh, three years. So when is it considered a three-year-old? Two years and a day. Now again, it's also an interesting question. Are we conceptually saying that it's a three-year-old? Or are we saying that the definition is into its third year? You know, these are always like questions, right? I mean, for example, Tosu says, you know, when we talk about the age of being bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah or the age of being, um, you know, whatever, you know, uh, three years old for girls in order to be considered like a reach a certain, you know, halachic state, whether it's considered an act of sex and other types of things, we say that it's four years, right? You have to be 13, mm-hmm. you know, um, actually, no, I mean, well, we actually say bar, bar mitzvah, well, yeah, <coughs> say that. Yeah, it's your 13th birthday of the day, which means you have 13 full years behind oh, you, right? So here, but he quotes an interesting opinion that says the idea of a three-year-old by a girl for certain halachos relating to sex and whatever, we 
we say it's three years old and a day, but there actually is opinion that says two years old and a day. Okay? So it's an interesting question, which is, are we trying to say that the cow is three years old, but one day makes it like it's three years old? Are we trying to say the whole definition is into its third year? So Gemara presumably understands that the idea here is that say it's three years old. Like Rabbi Meir says, par is ben shalom Not in its third year, a three-year-old. It's defined as a three-year-old. Once it begins, it's 30 or one day in. That makes it like it's three years. So that says one day. So according to him, the Gemara assumes that if it was planted one day before Rosh Hashanah, it should be considered to be its second year for the Orla. Now again, there's a little bit of a difference, right? Because there it's your counting from its birthday, 24 months and a day from its birthday. Here you're counting a particular calendar date, Rosh Hashanah increments it. Right? But, okay, and both of them at least were saying that the question is how old is the tree? The tree's third year, the cow's third year, is it, you know, how many years old is it? And if the cow's considered three years old when it's two years and a day, then the tree also, although it's an art of specific day, will be considered already into its second year once it was just one day preceding. Yes. Of course, it's also the back end and front end, which we'll get to in a minute. Yes. Uh, this relates to something we talked about before, but for the... T- for the ca- trees, for the cows, for the benemis, so is it Jewish years or solar years? Yeah, no, it's always Jewish years. But the question also is, is it what the Gemara calls miyom liyom from the birthdays, which is what we do for bar mitzvahs uh-huh. and cows and so on, and we don't do it from trees. Okay, right. so trees goes by a calendar date. You know, and it's at the front end where these other things are going from birth date and they're going at the back end. So the Gemara is going to ask the difference of front end and back end. Okay, so let's take a look. But that, at least according to Abi Mayer, logically maybe, planting one day before it's trying to be enough. You wouldn't need 30 days. So the Gemara says like this. Afil Tema Rebbe Mayer. Even according to Rebbe Mayer. Ki Kama Rebbe Mayer. Yomach B'Shana Chashib Shana. B'Shom Shana. When did he say one day counts? At the end. Avo B'Tchil Shana Lo Amar. Not at the beginning. All right, and, and you could understand a certain logic of that, particularly if you want to say you're entering into your third year. So then you did two full years beforehand, and one extra day begun your third year. But to say one day at the beginning and then passing some arbitrary point like Rosh Chodesh Yisrei makes it considered your second year, maybe it's not the same. Maybe he only says it at the back end, not the front end. So I'm a Rava. So Rava said, the lav kavachomer who the kavachomer. If it counts at the back end, it should count at the front end. Why? Uman nida she'en t'chilat hayom olala b'sofa, yom olala b'tchilata. In a nida, the end, or the beginning of a day does not count at the end, and it counts at the beginning. What does this mean? It means by a nida, a woman believes, has her period on a certain day, okay? Here it is, let's just do it like this. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Wednesday. And like that's Friday, Shabbat. Sunday, okay, you'll number these days, three, four, five, six, seven, okay, fine. Now this is not how we practice Nida, which is that after a woman stops bleeding, she needs to count seven clean days, seven days without bleeding, I'll get to that in a minute. This is the Torah's Nida. The Torah's Nida says that a woman bleeds, so I, there's, from the onset, there's seven days, which is Tmei'ah, and at the end of seven full days, she goes to the mikvah the following night. So if a woman bleeds on Sunday at, I don't know, 1 p.m., here she bleeds, this is day one, so this is the end, Shabbos is the end of the seventh day, and she goes to the mikvah, Motzei Shabbos, okay, that's the Torah. Seven days from the onset of bleeding, you start the onset of bleeding, you count seven days, she goes to the Torah at the end of the seventh day. So the says, look at this, she bled here for, at 1 p.m., right, but this still counts as day one of her seven days. And when she gets here, she can't go to the mikvah at the beginning of day seven. She says the beginning of the day doesn't count. She needs the full day. Okay? So therefore, in this case, the beginning of the day, let's read that again according to Rava. When Shabbos begins, it doesn't count like she's, she's done with her seven days. Nevertheless, nevertheless, when she bleeds here on Sunday, she only has a few hours left of Sunday. Those few hours count as day one. But here, the beginning of day seven doesn't count as day seven. You need all of day seven. So you see here, it was easier to count the beginning as a day than it was the end. 
Okay, so even a partial thing counts at the beginning, although a partial thing does not count at the end. How about at okay. 1 p.m. on Shabbos? No, she has to wait till the sun goes down. Yeah, exactly. So, if that's true, um, Eino Din, with the line, Shana, a year, Shiyom Echon, Ola Lampe Sofa, where you are saying, according to Rabbi Meir, the cows, until the cows come out, the cows, one day counts at the end, Eino Din, it represents a reason, that when you're counting years, so now we're sort of switching from cows to trees, but if in the cow case you can count one day at the end, you should certainly by trees be allowed to count one day at the beginning. Okay? So basically it's easier to count the beginning of a process and say you began it and now you're into already the second day than it is at the end. So by the count we allow one day at the end, we should allow it at the beginning. It's very confusing. So it's like, one minute. If you're making a Kavachomer, then why by cows don't we count both the beginning and at the end? Right? You know, like, yeah. like <laughs> so count the end and the beginning. We don't count the beginning of cows. Part of the confusion is, is because by cows, it's not about crafting an arbitrary calendar date. By cows, the system is, you know, how many years since your birthday. So the only place you can do the partial counting is at the end. It's been two full years since your birthday, and now you've begun your third year. Whereas here, by the trees, we're counting about a calendar date. So by the trees, the only logic that really makes it when you hit the date is when you increment. So the only question here is the partial thing at the beginning. You understand the logic? Like the only opportunity here to count the partial is a partial before the calendar date. Whereas by a cow, the only opportunity to count the partial is a partial, you know, after a certain number of years from the birthday, you've begun the next year. But basing on me, that says, if in some circumstances we see that it's easier when you're beginning the process to say, oh, okay, you began it here, already here you're at day two. As opposed to at the end, we don't say you began day seven and you're done. Okay, so the three here is easier to begin a process. So here too, if by the cow case you can count the end as already the year, here the fact that you began and then you began in here, it's easier to say, well, now you're already in here. But the kavachom, That's the kavachom. The kavachom is going from a nida to a tree or from a nida to a bar? <laughs> from a nida, using the example of nida to set up what's easier to say, and then, and then use that model to say, and therefore if you can do something by a cow at the end, you should certainly be able to do it by a tree at the beginning. All right? Just, just go with it, all right? Obviously, <laughs> 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 I always thought that needle trees and cows. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> per, per, perfect for a parody. By the way, not to confuse you anymore, but just, just but Rashi makes a point that he said some people make a major mistake based on this Gemara, and they say that they confuse it with the way we keep Yochos Nida. So the way we keep Yochos Nida is that, you know, let's keep on going this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, is that a woman, let's say, gets her period here, we need seven clean days, so normally, at least the way Ashkenaz can do it, let's, um, you know, we, we'll, let's say we wait, you know, you know, he bleeds for a few, well, let's forget the way exactly Ashkenaz do it nowadays. Let's say he bleeds for a few days, and then he counts her, then he counts her seven clean days, right? When, then it would be one, two, three, that, where she would be bleeding, five, six, seven, and then she goes to the mikvah, okay? Rashi says some people make some make a mistake and say, oh, it says by neither you can count the beginning. So that means if on Wednesday he stops bleeding at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, if it says by neither you count the beginning, right, that's what it says, you count the beginning by neither, you can count already the, the, the remainder of Wednesday as day one. Right? So he says some people wow. who read that and they might say that's completely wrong, that's what the Mark says that the Samaritans used to do, totally not true. We're not talking about the clean days, we're talking about, and we're not talking about the rabbinic way of doing neither, we're talking about the way it is biblically. Okay, so, and, because actually the rabbinic way would be quite the opposite, and this is a whole question, well, if it is the opposite there, what does that mean? The beginning is easier than the end. Anyway, let's confuse you a little bit more. Let's get back to the Gemara. What does the Ashkenaz do there? Is it full day or not? You need to be, it's only the, the day after the bleeding starts, which counts as a clean day, okay? It's your first as the beginning ends. As the beginning ends, right, 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 right. But that's because, so basically says, the reason there you can't count a partial day as the beginning is because you can't call it a, a blood-free day, because part of the day was bleeding. So he says, that's a very different type of a reality. Here, you, the day, when we count seven days from the onset of bleeding, you don't have to say that it was a blood-free day. It's actually the, the bleeding day. So partial bleeding on the day counts as well. So it becomes funny when trying to count it as a blood-free day, then you can't count a partial day, because part of the day there was bleeding. Okay, so the month sounds like this. Fine. Anyway, what we're saying is that if Rabbi Meir says by the cows, one day at the end counts, 
then Rabbi Meir should say by the trees as well, you shouldn't eat 30 days. Even one day before Rosh Hashanah, it should be considered to be the second year when Rosh Hashanah comes around. So the Gemara says, um, okay, the Elamai, so what do you want to say? Rabbi Eliezer, Elamai, Rabbi Eliezer, you want to say it's Rabbi Eliezer because Rabbi Eliezer by the cows said 30 days, right? So again, we're assuming from the cows, you can apply it to the trees. So that's what you want to say. This is Rabbi Eliezer that needs 30 days. If that's not true, according to Rabbi Eliezer, Shloshim Shloshim by, you need two thirties, you need 60 days. What is this? No, he says, you're forgetting something. All you're looking at is how much time before Rosh Hashanah, but by trees is another issue. It only starts to matter once it takes root. You can only start counting the time that it's been planted, not when it goes in the ground, but after it's actually struck root, and then it's considered to be really planted, and that takes time. So let's take a look. How do you know that? Knows, that because we're about to see. Ain knows him, the Ain Mavrichim, the Ain Markivin, same things you can't do, plant and, uh, and, uh, bend over and graft. Erefriyat, Pachus Milamid Yom, Lisnei Rosh Hashanah. You can't do it within 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. The Im Natav, Yivrich, Yerkiv, and if you did any of these things within 30 days, Yaakur, you have to uproot it. That's, okay, they take out the variable evidence. That's 30 days. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yudo Mer, Rabbi Yudo says, um, no, three days, it's not 30 days, it's, it's only, uh, you know, once, if he says grafting, but um, presumably he, the Gemara assumes this applies to everything, that it only takes three days to take root. And therefore, if you planted it more than three days before, you're in the clear. You don't need 30 days before. Rabbi Yosu, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yosu, Rabbi Shimon says, No, two weeks it takes to take root. So if you planted it more than two weeks before you're in the clear, within two weeks you're not in the clear. Now, this basically is saying that by Shemitah, I'm going to read this like Tosos, because Rashi's way will get a little confusing. Uh-huh. The Belsa basically says, we're now rejecting the assumption that we had before, which was that the idea of 30 days before Shemitah is significant because you can't plant it during the Tosefah period. Okay? The reason of what you can't do before Shemitah is not you can't plant during the Tosefah Tosef period. You can't plant something before Shemitah that will take root in Sh- on Shemitah. Okay? And therefore, how long do you need for something to take root? So here is the debate. The first opinion says you need 30 days. So if you planted it within 30 days of Shemitah, then it would have taken root on Shemitah, and then you have to uproot it. The other one says, no, it only takes three days. So if only you planted it four days before Shemitah, it took root before Shemitah, you're safe. And it's two weeks. So all of these, forget those seven, all of these are, it's just about how long it takes to take root, and you can't plant it before Shemitah in a way that it will take root on Shemitah, and if you did, it gets uprooted. Okay, but we're, there we see a concept that it takes a certain amount of time to take root. And we're going to assume that the same way that's true in terms of the problem of having something take root on Shemitah, for this thing to be considered to get to year two by a new planting, it wouldn't start counting its time until it actually took root. So now here's the Gemara's question. So the Gemara says like this, So Nachman says the name of Rabba Barbua. According to the one that says it takes 30 days to take root. So when it comes to Orla Halachas, Sarich Lamed Vishloshim. Then if you want it to be year two for Orla, you need it to have 30 and 30. You need it 30 days for it to take root, and then the next 30 days for it to count as the first year. The one that says it takes three days to take root, well, we'll get to that, but no, because the assumption is it doesn't count as a tree yet until it's planted, until it's taken root. It's like Rashi says, it's like it's in your home, it's like it's still wrapped up in the wrapping. According to the one that says two weeks to take root, so if you want it to count as a year for Orla, first it needs to take root, then you need the pay the 30 days, you know, the 30 days. The 30 days is so separate. Not so separate. We're not talking about Shemitah now. We're talking about oh. Arlach. So 30 oh. days for, oh, right, 30 right, days right. of the year counts as a year. Okay? <laughs> so again, by Shemitah we're throwing out the idea of Tosefet. By Shemitah it's the idea is about taking root on Shemitah. But now that we see it takes time to take root, so if by Arla, so if by Arla you need A for first to take root, and then you need the requisite 30 days. So, you got a problem anyway. How come the Bryce before said Arla said 30 days? 30 days shouldn't be enough. Based on how long it takes to take root, you either need 33 days, or 44 days, or 60 days. So what so you the the like, minute. Wait a minute. So the Gemara says like this. Uh, so, 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 so
So even if we held like Reb Yehuda, who says three days, the, the smallest amount of time you would need for Arla is 33 days. So how does our Mishnah say 30 days? Because Mo has Elam Olam Rebbe Meir. You know what? You're right. I'm going to reverse it on you. We thought Rebbe Meir that by the cows said one day was a problem because we said you needed 30 days for Arla. Now Rebbe Meir is going to help us because the, the Brites said you needed 30 days for Arla. Now we said, okay, but 30 days for Arla isn't enough because you need the amount of time to take root plus the amount of time to count as a year. So now we actually have a way with Rebbe Meir which says one day is the amount of time to count as a year to work out. It's 30 days that it says you need it for Arla. It's the 30 days to take root, right? Because that's what it also... So now the Bright also said you need 30 days before Shemitah. That Bright that said 30 days would say... Remember we started with the Bright that said if you plant it 30 days before, then come Shemitah, within 30 days you have to uproot it. It doesn't count as a year. So that Bright is assuming that it needs 30 days to take root because that's the amount of time that's relevant for Shemitah. 30 days before Shemitah, you have to uproot it. Ah, that's also why 30 days counts for Arla, because it really holds Dafka like Rebbe Mayer, that one day is enough. So you have the 30 days for taking root, plus one day, and therefore you've got, it took root, and you've got your one day, and now you can already start the next year. Plus 31. So the Gemara says like this, where is it? Rebbe Mayer. The whole reason the breaker there said 30 days before Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah and Arla is the 30 days to take root. But this is Rebbe Mayor of the cows that says for other purposes, one day counts. So the mother says, You should need 31. No. Kasava, Yom Lamet, Here's like Michael said, double duty, except not double duty the whole time, double duty the last day. Okay, so you basically went ahead and you planted this tree right right here on the last day of, um, of uh, what comes before Elul? Av. Okay, you planted it on the last day of Av. So, so, um, so this is day one, and then you get to the 29th of Elul, that's day 30. So because day 30 began, it's because you entered into day 30, that's considered now it took root on day 30. Not at the end of the day 30, but the middle of day 30. And then you have uh, like a few hours left, and that even partial day counts now as your one day, like the one day by the cow at the back end. Okay. So you have a partial day within this day 30. The first part of it ended taking root, and the second part it began, and that's your partial day, and then the year begins and you're in year two. Okay? So that's how it solved it. But it actually points out that the right that says 30 days before Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah and for planting, it's, re- it's swapped, it's switching it up. Until now, it thought the 30 days was to mean you need a month to count as, as the year. Now it's saying, no, 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 the 30 days is you need 30 days to take root, and that's why it's relevant for Shemitah. Did it take root before Shemitah or during Shemitah? And therefore, by our law, it's really just assuming you really just need just one day and you can use the last day to do double duty. And that's why it works for Orla as well. But the 30 days is time it takes to take root. And really, one day counts as a day. So the Gemara says, as, as a whole year. So the Gemara says like this. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Now Rebbe Yochanan says, They both interpreted the same verse. Um, uh, this idea whether you need one day to count as a year or a month to count as a year. Okay, now, uh, whatever. I don't get what we're about to read, but let's go for it. On the 601st year, this is in the story of the Mabul, on the, um, on the first month and the first of the day, um, um, you know, the Mabul sort of began to obey. No, this is towards, this is when it ends, not when it begins, right? The, the Rabbi Shemayim began in the second month. Yashah Aris, right? Kavah Hamayim what is it? Kavah Hamayim Aris, okay? So it began to dry up, fine. Okay, Rabbi Meir Savar means to cut the Yom Echad, it's just one day, it's the first day, first month of the next year. It's one day, the Six hundred and first year, that six hundred and one years have completed. It's the six hundred and first year. It's the beginning of the six hundred and first year. Yeah. But somehow he says, because it says Bachat Shana, like it sounds like it says actually as if the whole year has already passed. Oh, the, the, the same as with the counts. Right. If you say that you want the third year, not three years. 
right here, you buy the cows. If you said you needed a third year, then fine. It's not a big chiddush. But the Gemara's framing is that the idea is you need three years, and as if it's a full three years. But this is the 601st year. But somehow he's reading the verses that says, after 601 years have already passed, not in the 601st year. Okay, anyway... Uh, you see one day of the year the other one say that no 601 years and maybe in the word achat would be near shana then you'd be right then it's one day and we're already calling it like it's uh, 601 years have passed since it says achat before the shana it's only 600 full years my achat, and what's one? Achat of the achat. We began the next year. So again, I understand the response is saying it doesn't mean 601 years, it means 601st year. I don't exactly get why it matters yeah. where the word achat would have appeared. But the answer seems to be it means 601st year, not 601 year. Okay. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer says you need a month. My time, what's his reasoning? That you need a full month into a year to count as a year. The seed, the verse says, Barishon de'achat v'chodesh. Because the same passage by Noah, it says on the first day in the first of the month. It's only one day into the month. And it already calls it a month. Again, same type of weird logic. Okay, it's the first month, but he's reading it nothing. It's the first month. He's reading the saying, it's been already one month. It's already one month old a year, which is, you know, not what the Bible is saying. Anyway, it's only one day old, and it's already calling it one month old. And one day into the month. Into the month, and it's already calling it one month old. Okay. Again, it's not calling it a month old. It's saying it's in the first month. Yeah. Nevertheless, you see, one day counts as a whole month. Now, what does that tell you about a year? By you, well, you make a analogy. It's like, you know, what do they call those on your SATs? A is to B, a C is to D? Analogy. Uh, analogy. See, I didn't even know that SAT word. But, <laughs> okay, but anyway. So, um, if one day, one day is to a year, as X, one day is to a month, as X is to a year. So what's the X? One day to a month, as a month is to a year. So, thirty days in a year counts as a year. You do a month, you go by one of its units. A month is made up of days. So, one unit counts as if it's the whole month already. <coughs> and a year is made up of months. Now, why don't we do 29? I don't know. Because 30 is, you know, you, you always have it. 30 is always a, a month, and therefore a month counts as a year. Yeah, yeah. another question is yeah. we don't say, I don't think we say a day is May so We say it's from morning till night. Right. So, why don't we say a month is from oh. the first day <laughs> to the end of the month? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, well, I, yeah, I guess it, because you're right. Because when we say Yom Echad B'chodesh Chashuv Chodesh, presumably it would be even if there was only two hours left, uh, left of it. So why don't we say here, right, what, however much time is... Is that what you saying? How much time is left of the month? No, I'm saying when you say Yom Echad B'chodesh Chashuv Chodesh, you mean Monday, not Monday 2 p.m. till Tuesday 3, 2 p.m. Oh, uh, no, well, I'm not going to be able to... One of the times we say Yom Echad B'chodesh Chashuv Chodesh other than this. Well, right, today. I mean, you don't right. say till Tuesday, so yeah. you say till the end of the day. is not the same as a month. Month, so right. Because if you said a month, you would say... Right, right, right. You would need a full unit, right. Yeah, it's true. You so know, want to make up our mitzvah when someone's like 12? Yeah, yeah. Don't ask now. me what any of that means. <laughs> All right, we're well, moving on. But the, the upshot is, for Shviyas, the way the Gemara is concluding, Rashi reads it slightly differently, but I'm going to tell you so this is the way which is easier. You need, the issue is not to set that. Whatever your Tosefet is, doesn't matter. The idea that you would have to uproot it is if it took root on Shemitah. So the only question is, did you plant it with enough time so it took root before Shemitah, regardless of the Tosefet discussion? That's how Tosefet reads the conclusion. Tosefet is not the issue. By Arla, you first need it to take root. And that's a week, uh, that's two weeks, three days, or a month. And then what you need it to do is you need it to actually, um, what do you call it? You need, then you need an amount of time that counts like you, like it's been enough time so that by what time it hits Rosh Hashanah, it's already considered it's been a year. And that could be a date between a day or a month. So after it's taken root, you need either a day or a month so that by the time of, of Rosh Hashanah, now it already can be considered to enter in the second. I should say that this idea of, um, the taking the three days or two weeks or a month to take root raises interesting questions in Hilchot Shabbos because one of 
you know, the malachas on Shabbos is like planting a seed or planting a tree or whatever. So the question is, well, you, you plant it on Shabbos, but it has, you haven't done anything until it takes root after. Well, so looking at what happens if after Shabbos is over, you go back and you pull the tree yeah. out of the ground. Have you been mechal, retroactively, have you been mechal of Shabbos or not? So what? Maybe planting a different definition from malacha and for, for, for the tree. Right, it could be. So it could be that the malacha is defined as putting it in the scenario where things continue naturally. It will take root, even if in the end it doesn't take root. Right? So what about, because the Gemara has a case about cooking, that the Gemara says that if you put something on the fire and you take it off before it cooks, you actually have not, retroactively, you have not violated Shabbos. Okay, so thereby cooking, it actually does have to achieve the state of being cooked. But then the question becomes, well, but what if you put on the fire and you finish cooking after Shabbos? Right? <laughs> Do you violate that? Is it that still the act is the initial act on the condition that it completes? Anyway, so this idea of things that take time to complete become interesting in a Shabbos context, which is not ours, but the idea that you could not have, you know, that the planting you did is not significant until two weeks or a month later can be very interesting. Yes. This discussion sounds like it's based on planting seeds in the ground, but nowadays we don't do that. We plant seed leaves that have already... Well, like but it says notea. Notea is not a seed. It would be zorea if it was a seed. Notea is actually oh. plant a, a shoot. And so not even mavrich. Yeah, it's not limited to that. Okay. So it says, right, it says coletes, you know, I coletes can mean like get, get uh, you know, I said like strikes roots, but the word coletes is like absorbed. Gets like oh, okay, because a seedling already has a root. Right, right, but this is talking about, yeah, okay. it's, it's talking about that. Are holding the, uh, the time it takes to take roots before Shemitah is running concurrently with the days uh, you need from going to the mundane to the home? So, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying this is ignoring the Tosefet. Oh. There's a separate issue of Tosefet, which is not about planting things. Like, I can't plow the land within the month before, so those steps is a month. And some things I can't even do from Pesach or from Shavuot before. So there's a period of Tosefus which is, which is different. Um, obviously, Tosefus would apply here as well. But here for the halakha that would have to be uprooted is irrespective of the issue of Tosefus. The uprooting, the way Tosus reads it, is a function of, only a function of whether it took root on Shemitah or not. Okay, so would you need 60 days then, really? Well, you might need 60 days to allow you to do it. Meaning, to, there's one question about uprooting. And to allow you to do it, you might also have to be outside of the Tosefa period. So let's take the position that says three days. Are you allowed to plant it four days before Shemitah? You know, maybe the answer is no. Maybe you're right. Maybe because of Tosefet, you have to wait. You can only plant it a month before. But you went ahead and you violated Tosefet. And you planted it four days before. According to one opinion, you're still allowed to keep it. You don't have to uproot it because at least in the end of the day, it took root before Shemitah began. So that's exactly correct. That's, Rashi reads that you need both, but Tosus reads that they're independent. Okay? There's a Tosefus question, which is, did you plant it while you're allowed to? And then there's the uprooting question, which is, did it take root on Shemitah or before Shemitah? Yes? You're tacking on extra period from Rosh Hashanah to for release and oilless purposes. Yes. Did that hold... How early, when does that kick in? What if we planted in July? Way more than 30 days. Yeah, you mean, if you planted it way back here, on like even before Tubishvat or something like that, right. you know, would you have to, could you here go, go by Rosh Hashanah, you know? That's so there is some opinion out there that the only reason you have to do extra time here is because you sort of got off easy over here, but that's not generally the, the, the assumption. The general consensus is no matter how many, how long it was before Rosh Hashanah, at the back end it's always going to go to Tubishvat. And the reason for that is? Because it's because then it's considered a tree and not a sapling. Okay, so let's just right, read right. a little bit more, finish the doc. Tidings on the bright the Rebbe Eliezer Omer, the Niva Olam. Okay? Now that we're talking about the verses from Noah, and it says whether it was the first day or the first month, we want to figure out what month are we talking about. When did the world create it? And therefore, also the question about the early counting in the Torah, before it says, HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chadashim, before Nisan is established in the story of Mitzrayim as the first month, what was the initial counting in the Torah? And, by, and the place where we have, the only place we have dates in the Torah of the months of the year of the year is the, by the Noah story. So is that counting from Tishrei, or is that counting from Nisan? We're going to be looking at those Sukim a lot tomorrow, but we're going to start with these two statements. The world was created in Tishrei. The Tishrei Noldu Avos. The forefathers were born, except for Yitzchak, as we'll see in Avram and Yaakov. 
they died in Tishrei an assumption that they died sort of they had lived out full years so they died in the month that they were born in right the Pesach the one exception is by Yitzchak the Pesach no like Yitzchak why is he an exception because of the next line Rosh Hashanah Nifjid Asar Racha V'chana when it says by Hashem Pakaret Salah right or by Chana right we, there's a reason we read those on Rosh Hashanah it's a day of remembrance so Sar was remembered which means that she became pregnant so if she became pregnant on Rosh Hashanah, then she gave birth on Pesach. Of course, that's a pretty short pregnancy. It's only six yeah. months. Yeah. All right, so we'll see. But the idea that, Pes- that Yitzhak oh. was the one that was born on Pesach is a function of saying that Sarah, uh, to, together with Rachel and Hannah, were remembered on Rosh Hashanah, which means they became pregnant. Okay, Rosh Hashanah, Yatsu Yosef Mdei He was remembered, again, it's a day of remembrance. So Paro remembered him. He, came, he was freed from jail. They were free from being enslaved in Egypt, meaning that imagine that even before the actual redemption and the Pesach events of Pesach, the power already, the Egyptians were having enough and they sort of at least, you know, remember before we had the whole idea of the slaves not being enslaved but not being freed from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. So we're seeing now a parallel of that idea in Yisrael. Maybe that's where it came from. One may be informed the other. So that already stopped on Rosh Hashanah. The Nisan Nigalu, and in, in, in Nisan they were redeemed. The Tishrei Atidim Ligael, but the future redemption will be in Tishrei. So this position basically gives everything to Tishrei except the few things you have to give to Nisan. The only two things you have to give to Nisan are Yitzchak, because since Sarah was remembered in Tishrei, that forces Nisan to Yitzchak to be in Nisan, and Pesach. But other than Yitzchak and Pesach, everything was Tishrei. Okay, that's one approach. That's but what we're Nigal with Tishrei, why would we... I mean, Nigal Okay, but he obviously feels that... Now, why, why was... Nisan given importance for the original Gula, not the other. We'll get to that, but at least understand uh, conceptually everything is Tishrei except the two things that were in need had to be in Nisan. I'm not holding on to why this, why is this brought here because of Rabbi Eliezer? No, because we were quoting the Psukim of, well, some understand that the Gemara, it had the words in parentheses we skipped and understand that this debate before about 30 days and one day and whatever yeah. somehow indicated whether you were reading the verses talking about Nisan or Tishrei. It's hard to see the link. So let's, so we took out those words. Uh, but the simple reason is because a lot of it is going to have to do with unpacking the psukim from Noah. So we're going to, so since we have been using those psukim from Noah of the 601st year, first day, first month, etc., we're going to go back to unpack those psukim to try to play out this debate in that context. So let's just read the two opinions. Rabbi Yoliezer says everything was Tishrei except the two things that had to be Nisan. And Rabbi Yoshua Omer, he gives primacy to Nisan. The Nisan Nira Ola. The Nisan Nodu Avot. They were remembered in Nisan. The, the world was created in Nisan. The forefathers were born in Nisan. The Nisan Mesuavos, they died in Nisan. The Pesach, Noah Yitzchak, not only were they remembered, not only were, were Avram Yaakov born in Nisan, even, even Yitzchak, he was born on Pesach. Now, because Yitzchak was born on Pesach, that leads to one thing had to be on Rosh Hashanah. For Rosh Hashanah, Nifkadasar, Rachel Okay, so somehow because we agree that Yitzhak, that Yitzhak was born on Bezach, we're all going to agree that the, that Tzavrit and Rachel Chana happened on Rosh Hashanah. Yosef 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 was taken out of the jail. Rosh Hashanah Batla Vodim Yavotein Bemitzrayim. They were freed from their slavery in Egypt or whatever they were stopped having to work. So uh, they were freed in Nisan, they will be redeemed in Nisan. So Rabbi Yeshua is a slightly more complicated one. The way to remember at least primarily the two things are Yosef Yibet and Sarah Rachel and Chana are all the idea of Fakad. So the idea that like Rosh Hashanah is a time when Hashem remembers and Hashem Fakad, right, that everybody agrees to. Okay, and therefore, those two things he does agree to, why also it's the forefathers were freed, um, you know, or, or stopped having to be enslaved, that, that's also not so clear. So the first one is easier to understand, that it's basically all about Tishrei. This obviously is fundamentally about Nisan, but there are certain things that he sort of concedes were on Tishrei, and we will play this all out tomorrow.